Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Yud, Pasuk Yud Zion, Isri Me Eretz Kinosecha. So, we saw yesterday the Kaddish Baruch Hu, through Yirmiyahu, give a long, excoriating devastation of B'nai Yisrael once again for their complete inability to realize that when they carve a piece of wood or they hew a piece of stone, something that didn't exist two minutes before they carved it, and they dress it up, and it's something that can't talk, can't hear, can't move, but they have to carry it around, that is the God that is going to give them all their bakashos, that is going to answer all their tzfilos, that is going to personally intervene with them and completely ignore the Kaddish Baruch Hu. How obtuse can they be? And so there is a uh, very interesting definition in the Oxford Dictionary under Jeremiah, which literally says it is a long mournful complaint or lamentation or a list of woes. And that is exactly what we continue with here from Pasuk Yitzayin. As we've said, the die is cast. The result is inevitable. And interestingly, the Navi says, Isri me Eretz Kinoseich Yosheves B'Matzor. He's speaking to the citizens of Yerushalayim, and he is saying, gather in. Take all your possessions from the field and from the storage places, and bring it into the city, bring it into the fortified uh, places. Rashi says, hide them, because literally destruction is imminent. So the question is raised, what difference does it make if this is so inevitable? Does it matter whether they're out in the field being picked off one by one or together in the uh, fortified city of Jerusalem being destroyed? But in any case, he may be using this as a rhetorical device, prepare. It is irreversible and it is imminent. When you use the word kolea, means really an archer drawing his bow, uh, aiming at a specific target. And he's saying, In other words, this time I am targeting you directly. There's going to be no last minute reprieve with Sanchei, like Sanchei, there will be no last minute miracle or reversal. This is final. And Vatirosi, I will beleaguer them, Lamani Matsu. I will beleaguer them so that they will find their true punishment. Um could which means of course Golos, but Yimatse Lamani Matsu could be a potential escape clause in that there's a ray of hope that maybe Yimatsu, up to the last minute, maybe they will find Hashem. 
they will find their way to Chuba. And it is not easy for me, says Yirmiyahu. Oily al Shifri Nachala Makasi. Woe is to me on my disaster. My wound is deep. And yet I see the hand of the Kodesh Barhu, and as overwhelming an ailment it is, I can bear it. And now the Navi goes to the metaphor of a tent. A tent has been robbed of its pegs, its curtains, its foundation. My tent has been plundered. The cord snapped. It has been snapped, the cords, and thus is no support. And could be those who held up that tent. It could be the Chachamim, the Gedolim, the Sanhedrin. It's no longer there. It's been torn away. Um, and therefore, Banayotso, my sons have gone out. The Enum, Ene are no longer there. Enote, Od, Ohalai, Umekim, Yuraso. There is no one left to pitch my tent again. There is no one there to stand it up, the curtains, etc. And of course, this could be referring, and probably is, to the exile of Tzikio. The Tzikio goes the Davidic dynasty into exile. There's no one there to reprop that tent. Kinivaru Horoim Ves Hashem Lodoshu. The Roim, here the shepherds, they've been foolish and did not seek out Hashem. So therefore, the, the shepherds, of course, could be the, the kings of Yehuda at that time, could be the Nevi'im. They did not succeed, and so all their flock is dispersed. In other words, Yochin is gone, Sidkia is gone, the cream of, of Torah society has been exiled, there is nothing left to rebuild that tent. Therefore, they have not attained wisdom, and everything is scattered. The flock is totally ungathered and will not be gathered again. Kol There is news that is coming. And the Medrash tells us, and also the Navi Yecheskel tells us, that it is told that the Buchad Netzar was conflicted as to which military objective he should attack. Was it Yerushalayim, or was it the Ammonites in Rafa? He was very unclear as to which was the better military objective, which was more likely for success. And so he cogitated, some say he went on the crossroads asking people what were his best chances against either. Now, of course, Yumino knows exactly what the objective will be, 
And so that's why the Pasuk says, There is a talk or the news coming of, you know, the king agitated about which objective to pursue. But Rosh Gadol may Eretz There is a huge noise coming from the north, which is, of course, Babel. Which will put Yerushalayim and Yehuda as a desolate place, which will make the city a wasteland, a serpent's lair, Ma'on Tanin, serpent's lair. Um, and so forget you're hearing that there's decision making. The decision is made. We know just where. Nebuchadnezzar is headed to. Yodati Hashem, because the Kaddish Baruch knows, he lola adam darko, man is not the sole determiner or even the basic determiner of what his path will be. Lola ish nor is man solely responsible for the steps he is to take. Of course, the Kaddish Baruch Hu desires and designs his exact steps. And then the Navi makes a very special plea to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yasreini Hashem ach b'mishpat, al ba'apcha pen ta'amiteni. Beautiful expression. Yes, if the Kaddish Baruch Hu is to chastise me, chastise me with mishpat, with justice, not with anger, because with anger, you diminish me. In other words, he's saying, let my punishment come directly from Hashem. And with mishpat, with justice, with a justice that arouses tshuva, a justice that keeps my faith in the Kaddish Baruch Hu intact, not an anger that preempts everything, that takes away every hope of ever being restored as a people. Rather, judge me with Justice, not with anger. Continues. And then we continue with the wonderful part of the Seder, we say that begins the second part before we admit Eliyahu. Pour your anger on the nations. Who do not know me. Who called on everyone but me? They have devoured Yaakov. They have consumed him, they have annihilated him, and they have devastated his abode. And so it ends on a very dispiriting note, but it ends with the Kaddish Baruch Hu saying, in effect, and remember we say this on Pesach, at a time of which we are hailing a redemption. We are inviting Eliyahu. There will be a redemption. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying, do not think I have forgotten my vengeance that will take place on the nations that did this destruction. And tomorrow, 8.45 a.m., a shift 
to a message of hope. Odd time.